Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Buxton has some hail and springs. There's quite a lot of style and show there. Bands and balls and all such things, but yet I never care to go there. Ireland also had healing springs, and they will be our topic today. Those that are gone, like Lucan or Tempelogue, those that still flourish, like Listunvarna. The custom of drinking minerals for the health's sake arose in Europe in the Middle Ages. The springs of Spaud near Liège in Belgium became famous in the 14th century, and these watering places acquired the common name Spa from it. Bath in England, a Roman health resort, was famous for its mineral waters by Spencer's time. Both Silo this and Jordan did excel, and the English bath and eat the German Spa. Though Dickens's Sam Weller thought that bath water had a very strong flavour of warm flat irons, its popularity still remains. I drank some there myself two years ago in a pump room loud with the strings of a three-piece orchestra where there were more imbibing morning coffee than taking the waters. In Ireland, the first ball was appropriately enough discovered in the Phoenix Park near Chapel Isid. The Duke of Ormond's physician wrote a book about it. The Irish Spa, being a short discourse on mineral waters in general, with a way of improving by art weekly impregnated mineral waters, and a brief account of the mineral waters at Chapel Isid near Dublin with directions for the taking of mineral waters, either strong, weak, or by themselves, or with additions, by Peter Bellin, Doctor in Physic, published by J.R. for M. Gunn. The discovery of a Calibiate spring on an estate owned by the Domville family in Templeo, County Dublin, on the River Dodder, led to the founding of one of Dublin's most fashionable spas. So you have the Dublin Ballad, a trip to Templeo, St. Stephen's Green, and the Basin, the Dublin Bucks and their ladies assembled at the Spawell House at 8 o'clock in the morning, and as the journey from town took an hour, its patrons had to rise soon after 6. In addition to the benefits of drinking the Spaw water, they were obliged to go to bed early instead of spending half the night in gaming and drinking as was the custom of the time. All of this is recalled in a ballad of the time which was published in Tempelogue's very own newspaper, the Tempelogue Intelligencer. Ye Dublin ladies that attend this place of mirth and fame, my song of praise or discommend, as you approve my tame. Tis you that make the poet sing, the subject's but a trivial thing, with a fa-la-la. These damsels that are used of late, to rise when some had dined, now leave their toilets pleasing sate, for air that's unconfined. On Mondays rise by six, oh strange, what stubborn hearts can't music change. When coxcombs that officious wait, with kettles in their hands, and walk about from sate to sate to see who tis commands. If smiles won't pay for all their pains, another time the rest they'll gain with a fa-la-la. Ye Dublin sits, whose thoughtless souls incline ye to be blind, whose knowledge ends in brimming bowls, these my last sayings mind. Were fops unnumbered pay their court, 
Let not your pretty girls resort with a fa-la-la. The Templo waters seem to have lost their virtue about 1750. Anyway, the fashionable crowd moved away, first to Lucan and later to provincial spas like Mallow and Listoon Varna. In the 18th century, Mallow was one of Ireland's gayest towns. The great eaters and drinkers of the time found remedy for their excesses in the warm, healing draughts from the spa well. As soon as they felt well again, they embarked on pleasure and gaiety in the assembly rooms and the inns, which were as much a feature of Mallow as the bow windows above the shop fronts of the main street, from which the bows quizzed their favourite bells. Bowing, belling, dancing, drinking, breaking, windows whirring, sinking, ever raking, never thinking, lives the rakes of Mallow. Spending faster than it comes, eating waiters, bailiff's guns, backers to begotten sons, live the race of Mallow. Even well into the 19th century, Mallow was keeping up its lively reputation. The beauty of its environs and the tepid mineral waters for which Mallow is celebrated had made it a place of fashionable resort during the summer months. The Mallow Club, consisting of an unlimited number of the resident gentry of the town and neighbourhood, elected by ballot as the proprietary members, was established here several years since on a very liberal scale. The clubhouse, situated in the principal street, contains billiard, card, supper and reading rooms. The latter, which also contains a good library for reference, is also open to strangers. The Spa House was built in 1828 by C.D.O. Jefferson, Esquire, M.P., the present lord of the manor and principal proprietor of the town. It is in the old English style of rural architecture and contains a small pump room, an apartment for medical consultation, a reading room and baths. The approach to the spa from the town is partly through an avenue of lofty trees along the bank of an artificial canal, affording some picturesque scenery. The little pump house is still there, now a private house, and no longer resorted to by Mallow's health-seeking rakes. In the pump room itself, some verses hang on the wall above the spring. Magic bubbles crystal clear, harbingers of much good cheer. As they shimmer upwards, watch them. If you're clever, deftly catch them. In your glass, and if you're true, your wish will granted be to you. Rakes and all, for romance, Mallow never lost it. When I last drank the waters there twenty years ago with Mr. Barry, the occupant of the house, and Sean O'Reilly, my guide to Mallow, there were, sure enough, bubbles in the glass, and Mr. Barry told us we could have a wish if we caught one. He also quoted a couplet which more truly represented the rakes. Whiskey mixed with Mallow Spa is the finest drink you ever saw. One time not but claret drinking, then like politicians thinking, raising fun when funds are sinking, lives the rakes of Mallow. Living short but merry lives, going where the devil drives, having sweethearts but no wives, lives the rakes of Mallow. Ranking tenants, steward teasing, swiftly spending, slowly raising, wishing thus to spend their days in raking as at Mallow. Then to end this raking life, they get sober, take a wife. Ever after live in strife, and wish again for Mallow. Like Mallow, Ballyspellin, near Johnstown in County Kilkenny, 
is now only a memory of its gay times. It was different in the mid-18th century, according to Faulkner's Dublin Journal for May the 25th, 1742. This is to give notice to all gentlemen, ladies and others who have a mind to drink at the famous Ballyspell and Spa in the county of Kilkenny that the late dwelling house which belonged to John Blackman is now put in good order, fit to entertain persons of quality. There is very good fox and hare hunting, horse racing, dancing and hurling for the pleasure of the quality at the spa. The spa at Ballyspell enjoyed distinguished patronage. Dr Thomas Sheridan friend of Dean Swift and grandfather of Richard Brinsley Sheridan, the playwright, was an habitué, as was Swift himself. On one occasion, Sheridan travelled there and sent home a fulsome set of verses in its praise to Swift. All you that would refine your blood, as pure as famed Llewellyn, by waters clear come every year to drink at Ballyspellin. Though pox are rich, your skins enrich, with rubies past the telling, will clear your skin before you've been a month at Ballyspellin. If lady's cheek be green as leek when she comes from her dwelling, the kindling rose within it glows when she's at Ballyspellin. Fine bows advance, equipped for dance, and bring their Anne a knell in. With so much grace, I'm sure no place can vie with Ballyspellin. No politics, no subtle tricks, no man his country selling, we eat and drink, we never think of these at Ballyspellin. If dropsy fills you to the gills, from chin to toe is swelling. Pour in, pour out, you cannot doubt, a cure at Ballyspellin. Within this ground we all sleep sound, no noisy dogs are yelling, except you wake for Celia's sake all night at Ballyspellin. My rhymes are gone, I think I've none, unless I should bring Helen, but since I'm here to heaven so near, I can't at Ballyspellin. Swift was amused, but also saw a chance of scoring off Sheridan. He would cap his rhymes and abuse Ballyspellin. We have a design on Sheridan. He sent us in print a ballad upon Ballyspellin in which he has employed all the rhymes he could find to that word. But we have found 15 more and employ them in abusing his ballad and Ballyspellin too. I here send you a copy and desire you will get it printed privately and published. An answer to the Ballyspellin Ballad. Dare you dispute, you saucy brute, and think there's no refelling your scurvy lays and senseless praise you give to Ballyspellin? Howe'er you flounce, I here pronounce, your medicine is repelling, your water's mud and sours the blood when drunk at Ballyspellin. Those pocky drabs to cure their scabs, you thither are compelling, will back be sent worse than they went from nasty Ballyspellin. Llewellyn, why as well may I name honest Dr. Pelling, so hard sometimes you try for rhymes to bring in Ballyspellin. No subject fit to try your wit when you went coronelling, but dull intrigues twixt jades and tags you met at Ballyspellin. Whoe'er will raise such lies as these deserves a good cudgelling, who falsely boasts of bells and toasts at dirty Ballyspellin. My rhymes are gone to all but one, which is our trees are felling as proper quite as those you write to force in Ballyspellin. It is a firmly held local belief around Ballyspellin that Swift's strong condemnations ended the popularity of the spa. In fact, it went merrily on for 150 years more, 
Towards the end of the 19th century, the sports field in front of the spore house fell silent, and the crowds of visitors to the elegant little town of Johnstown declined. On a recent visit to the well, I met a man who is still a devotee. William Holmes of Johnstown, in his hale and hearty 60s, walks up the one and a half miles to the spore every day and drinks the water. He pointed out to me the stone from the wellhead, which is now encased in concrete beside the well. It reads, Rules to be observed, that each and every lady and gentleman that drinks this spore pays eleven and fourpence entrance, and eleven and fourpence for the season. By sending for it, in bottles it means, it is a shilling per dozen. Listoon van a spa for me where biddy pumps the sulphur water, filling tumblers fast and free for errant sons and lovely daughters. Listoon varna spa, most improbably discovered on the side of a bog on the edge of the rocky burn, has been acclaimed the queen of the Irish spas. And she's my father's father that opened the wheel at first. There was a doctor here and he was daily to he was from Curafin. And he used to put, there was no roads in the bog roads or anything. There were only old bits of, like you'd see going through the bogs long ago. And he used to find this mill and this place passing and he'd line over the old sudden wall. And he's all, and then he called my, he was passing my grandfather and he, what he see? Now this fellow's stealing sheep over there. I'm sure to saw they're burying them there. Oh no, he came and he made him open them. It dashed up on the sulphur. He said, in years to come, and I suppose that's a couple of hundred years ago, in years to come, he said, this will be a great place for cures and cure cures. And there were three springs in the area. Uh, one here is the sulphur spring, and close by we have a magnesia and an iron well, and then there are another twin wells uh, which contain copper and uh, the first visitors came to take the waters and simply take fresh air and drink and meet their friends and around this the uh, modern complex has built up um, the earliest records we have of people coming here are from 1845 so this has been a long time in the health business following on the taking of the waters were building up the first bath houses where people could take uh, a bath in the water and this again was uh, good for the system but we have a breakdown of the waters in comparison with the waters at the Leamington Spa and overall the quality of the water is much higher. It contains high quantities here obviously of uh, sulphur, iron, magnesia, uh, copper and uh, medical opinion says that these waters are good for your system. In 1740, its waters were analysed by Silvestro Halloran, the historian, and Charles Lucas, a noted spa expert of the period. Bright-eyed maidens, young and fair, whose constitution, more's the pity, seems to need some slight repairs, come here from many a town and city. Pale-faced youths and men whose years all put them past such foolish notions while gazing on those gentle dears give way to sweet and soft emotions. September was the farmer's month, was all the meshmaking. I met many one and many one met one, met, met, met their husbands here. So there was dances every place and they'd meet and be corresponding after, do you know? But it was a great place for meshmaking. I saw people married from Tipperary down in Galway. We used to meet here 
because you know, very social place. In the hotels, they used to have the long cars, and they all pack into the long cars, take their lunches with them, and go over to the cliffs of Mora, stay there for a good while, dancing around and all, and come back and have their dinner in the evening. There were dancers were there, dancers in all the hotels, and all the hotels and places that dancers. They, in fact, they dance in one hotel and they go off for another road to another hotel, dancing. Playing sits and all, and waltzes, I suppose, in, in these times, and baron dancers. There were none of them newfangled dancers. Generally, someone had been there to be able to play the piano, and some more played. They'd be generally in the, the pianos and in the lodging houses around, and, and houses apart from hotels, just concertinas there. And they used to be great dancing in the hotel. They, uh, they used to be great dancing in all the small houses around, I mean. All, all the country fellas coming in up, up from Kishani and every place around, they'd come up for the evening, go off again. And you could walk, you go through this town, it isn't like now. You could go through any organization, their doors would be left open, they could come through windows and all, nothing used to happen. No. And there was no lights even in the in the that time. No, sure sure the electric lights isn't in about for I suppose twenty years, is it? That's all. No lights. Of course what they had lights is the is lamps they had. Harrogate is brisk and gay, but swells and rakes are there in numbers. Brighton seems be night and day with mar me peace and break me slumbers. Liston Varna best agrees with men who seek a quiet station for curates gay and PPs are nearly half its population. Oh, hundreds of masses. The, the priest told me when he asked the cat when he saw, tell me how many masses Tom gave him. And he made out 126 masses. Yes, that was regular going. There was only five altars and they used to have the church of very early, seven o'clock or six o'clock. There was no contemplation masses that time. And they'd be all day. I'm sure, if you ask me, I think the old priest had to go to bed, they'd be watching the church. Then long may Listoon Varna thrive and all her springs continue flowing. And those who come here half alive be gay and happy when they're going. Listoon Varna, the queen and the survivor of all the Irish spores, now goes into its third century, drinking water in the morning at the wells, dancing at Ballinalacken Castle in the afternoon, and turning night into day with its merriment from August through September. When cork is bet and the hay saved, the Tipperary folk head for Listoon Varna. One time, its envious rivals proclaimed it was full of parish priests pretending to be sober and bank clerks pretending to be drunk. Now the bank clerks, we now call them bank officials, can also afford to be drunk. Oh, me listoon varna, dear, me wild, me airy listoon varna. There's not a pain to vex the brain except the rain at listoon varna.